So that's how the debate in Richmond goes for seven long weeks. While the delegates are inside debating, outside pro-secession demonstrators are building bonfires, marching in the streets, urging what they call the grannies inside to go ahead and act and to act decisively on behalf of the new nation. Finally, on April 4th, the secessionists force a vote. And result, after all of this, after all the bonfires and parades and speeches, is two to one against secession. Wow. Okay, so the country's looking around and going, okay, boy, that was close. Dodged a few bullets, right. Exactly. And it seems like maybe history's turned a corner. But history was unfolding elsewhere as well, especially back down in South Carolina at Fort Sumter, a federal outpost in the mouth of Charleston Harbor. Right after Lincoln takes office, he finds out that the Union soldiers in that fort are running out of food and that without a resupply, they're going to have to leave. They're going to have to pull out. And if they do that, the world's going to say, okay, it looks like South Carolina has actually succeeded in secession. The problem is, if he does send the supplies down there, South Carolina could interpret that as an act of war. Well, and they do, Ed, uh, because uh, they they fire the shots that are heard around the world, you might say, that start the war. And with the shots fired, you might think, at last, the old fogies in Virginia are going to see the light, and they're going to say, okay, uh, the Rubicon has been crossed. We've got to join our sister states to the south. You know, you would think that. Yep. And yet that's not what happens. Right. Virginia does not secede after the firing on Fort Sumter. A lot of people want them to, and they said, no, no, that's, that's not enough. Sending bread to a fort is not an act of war. But Lincoln looks at this and says, okay, what do we have? We have an explicit attack on the United States. I have no choice as commander-in-chief but to call out the militia across the country to put down this illicit rebellion against federal authority in South Carolina. Yeah, in fact, Lincoln is calling the secessionists criminals. Yep. They're outlaws. They're traitors. And this is an action that all good Americans are going to want to join in, and including Virginians. And that's when those who have supported Virginia staying in the Union feel that they really have no choice but to go along with secession. They have another vote. This one is the exact opposite of the first vote they'd had. Now the numbers are switched. Ominously, those who vote to stay in the Union are all in the western part of the state. So Virginia is divided. But in the eastern part of Virginia, a great cry goes up that now history has been fulfilled. Virginia's destiny has come to fruition. They are joining the Confederacy. So both of you seem to think that this is an incredibly important moment. But, you know, it it seems to me totally reasonable. If you're going to be in the Union, then you need to supply troops. Why did that simple request for a few troops push Virginia over the edge on this issue. Well, remember that Virginians had already met to consider the possibility of exiting the Union. Because they they don't deny that secession is legal. Right. And the very meeting of that convention suggests that there is a right to do it. We decided Uh, not to do it. They exercised that right. And we have more than a scruple about punishing them, about invading a sister state. That's, That's a big taboo in America. So even if Virginia may not choose to leave... They say South Carolina had the right to. Yeah. I mean, this is crunch time, 
for Virginians, and they really have to answer the question, where do our ultimate loyalties and interests lie? And if forced to choose, and this whole unionist business is a plea, don't make us choose. And what Lincoln does is he forces a choice. You've got to choose. Or did South Carolina force the choice, and that's precisely what they were trying to do. Well, I think you could say that. Because otherwise, South Carolina firing on the fort, there was no particular reason they had to do it right then. right? Uh, But what it does is it means that there can no longer be vacillation in the upper south. That's right. Okay, so now it's a firing war. Which side are you on? And as you say, once Virginia had to decide that, they knew that they would have to stay with their other slave states. So the real issue after all this brilliant exegesis is Virginia is a slave state and it knows it once the firing begins. That's right. And so you have a a paradox here, Brian, of an unbalanced equation. Mm -hmm. The North does not go to war to end slavery, but the South does go to war to protect it. Absolutely. But nobody, Northern or Southern, is imagining that the war will bring this enormously powerful system of slavery to an end in just four years. 